And we are live here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm Chris Carter here with Tom Reed and Alex J. Stump, and it's the Afternoon Ask Anything show. If you're watching live, you're watching either via Facebook Live, YouTube, or Periscope, which in any of those platforms, you leave a question in the comments. We'll put it up here on the screen about Pittsburgh sports, and we'll get to addressing it. We got all three beats covered here, basically, today. I'm, I'm, I got football. Tom's got football and hockey. Alex has got the baseball. We've got all of that here right for you. So for the next half hour, we'll be taking your questions right here live on air. If you, if you're, if you missed this and you're listening to this via podcast form, thank you. But remember to subscribe to DK Sports Radio for all DKPittsburghSports.com's uh, podcasts that we release all throughout the week we have new shows every day going on first of all fellas it's good to see your faces how you doing on this fine friday good how about you sir cc <laughs> i'm doing all right man i'm doing all right you know uh it's the week after the draft you know this time last week i was working on about like one hour of sleep so it feels a lot better having a little bit more rest under my belt uh now that that's over um alex my man you know, there's it's it's been time for some minor league baseball going on. That's been good to see some action. How are you feeling now that you're seeing that on top of regular Pirates baseball? I didn't know how much I missed it until <laughs> I actually got there. Like I, I've got a podcast with Jared Young Bucks. You should listen to it where we basically said at every at the end of every episode, like, man, I need this. We need minor league baseball back. But actually going to a game this week and being in there and be like, yeah, yeah, I, I needed this even more than I thought. <laughs> what are those guys? I mean, what, how, what was it like for those prospects last year that basically they've been lost an entire year? Did, did they not, not, not playing? I know here in Columbus, we have the, uh, the Indians and they, they didn't play at all. Where, where were these guys? what they do? I mean, some of them were invited to instructional camps, some of them for the alternate site, but most of them, yeah, were just left to their own, you know, to work on what they can. It's a lot easier for pitchers than it is for hitters because pitchers you can find them out and you can throw off it you can send video to to coaches analysts it's a whole lot harder if you're a hitter trying to find that you know comparable pitching to face so yeah for a lot of guys it's been a challenge talking to some of them they've experimented they've found different ways to try to get better i think this is going to be a very interesting year of minor league baseball for that reason Absolutely. We got people talking here. Uh, Swan269 says, hey, Tom, great article on Harris. Thank you for writing that. And I do got to say that was a great article. I enjoyed reading it and socialing it 12 times over over the past day. Uh, Tom, just can you let people know what that was like? We know that you, you went out to California to, to talk to some of his, his community. Just, we'd love to hear more about just your writing that article and the things that you were learning along the way. Yeah, it's uh, it is amazing how many people are involved in, in helping, obviously, Najee, tremendous desire, you know, going to work out at his high school at, at 10 o'clock at night. I know the coaches told me they would leave out bungee cords and uh, uh, stretching bands and stuff like that, that he, he could, and the, and the little cones where you could work your foot speed, uh, and they would just leave them there. And he, this is in the summer, and then and you have to remember, I was there, what's the word, like March or May 5th, 6th. It was 91 degrees. Now, of course, it's a dry heat, but it's still 91 degrees. So imagine what it's like in August. Uh, it's not far from Napa. And if you've ever been to Napa, it is warm. Uh, and But he would wait until like 10 or 11 o'clock at night to go out there when the heat would abate and he was able to work out. But just so many people along the way that helped him out. I, I, his math teacher, to me, the tutor, 
was the person that got to me the most that just, you know, this woman had no idea who he was. Uh, she's had some, her daughter's had some issues. Najee kind of like kind of befriended her and they've, they're, they've been friends for life now since then. And when, when it came time to, for having this senior day, uh, Najee had her walk out on the field, uh, with, with, the, with his family. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of people that have helped out and, you know, just a, a freakishly good athlete. Uh, one of the things that they just, he could never be stopped on two point conversions. He had like 99 of them, uh, in, in his time there and you as a wildcat quarterback. So I would think that Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada might want to want to think about trying that because, uh, sounds pretty good at it. Yeah, that's the thing is that we all remember how much the Steelers struggled with having to having to get third and one and fourth and one. Um, you know, it's so that's going to be a major thing is if Najee Harris does it. And he did that at Alabama, too. I mean, several times, even, you know, for all the people that are like, oh, he only did that because of Alabama's line. There's several times Alabama's guys were getting their butt whipped and he still was finding a way. And again, that's stuff that Le'Veon Bell used to do for the Steelers. You know, that Chargers game where, in, uh, where they score, he scored at the buzzer where, uh, at the last second there. Uh, you know, things like that, they're going to need again to balance out the offense. So tons of amazing things. We encourage everyone to go check out Tom's two articles on Najee Harris. One, the amazing story of how he grew up and two, how he and how he's hurtling defenders and plans on taking that here to Pittsburgh. Uh, Rick Isoldo says, happy Friday, fellas. Happy Friday, Rick. It's great to see all y'all people who've been rocking with us all week on these streams. Uh, so, Tom, this is a hockey question with Jari and DeSmith out. Who do you got tomorrow? Should it be Lagache or Larmy? I might have butchered that man's name, but. Uh, do you have any idea what the Penguins should do when their top two goalies are gone? I don't. I don't think it's going to be one of the L's. I don't think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be the other, the, the first guy you mentioned. Uh, and just and, and I'm I'm taking this right from Taylor Hall or Taylor Haas. I keep calling her Taylor Hall. <laughs> so I'll let you read it. I'll, I'll let Rick read it. See, I assume that guy. So. <laughs> We try to be interactive here on the show. And it, I'm going to have to start throwing money in the jar. I keep calling her Taylor Hall instead of Taylor Haas. But <laughs> it's all right. We're we going to get there together. Uh, Timothy C. Hemis asks, hey, Alex, who are the prospects that stand out and could be aggressively promoted? Ronzi looked amazing. He did. Like, I, I am a little bit worried that I just saw the best performance any parts prospect or even maybe in the major leagues like start wise that I, I just already saw it. I got five more months to go of what comparing starts to that one. He was just fantastic. Um, the thing that really stood out the most was the spike in velocity. Like the report I got on the guy was like, yeah, he occasionally will hit 94, 95, but no, he spent that year into it, what Tom brought up earlier. He got stronger. He grew into his body more. He figured out some things with his lower half mechanics. Now he's consistently in that 95, 96 range. Saw him he touched 97, 98. I've got to have to see him, you know, pitch a couple more times, but I wouldn't be shocked if we end up seeing him in Pittsburgh this year. That would be quite a jump going from double A to, to the majors in the same year. Uh, Swaggerty is another guy who's just absolutely crushing the ball right now. I had someone text me who has like the trackman data down there, like, Hey, you know, four batted balls down there over an exit velocity of 100 miles per hour. He's gone deep. He's had a couple multi-hit games. He's looked really good. Uh, and considering the Pirates outfield situation and the fact that Swaggerty needs to be added to the roster at some point this year, I think we're going to see him in Pittsburgh at some point, too. 
certainly could be interesting if Swaggerty goes down, um, com- comes to Pittsburgh. I know a lot of people are wondering who the young guys are going to be that step up this year. Uh, John Valjean says, uh, for any and all, is anyone concerned that the Penguins have given up 14 goals in their last three games, all to non-world beaters. I mean, it's still before it's it's just before the playoffs. They're they're figuring things out. They just got Malcolm back. Tom, I, I feel like part of this is them just figuring some things out here. But I understand why some fans are nervous after the the way the Penguins have gone in the playoffs the last couple seasons. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, eight to four last night. It's not ex- not acceptable as far from the d- defensive side, especially after getting you know beat pretty badly, pretty embarrassed in that first game against Philadelphia. I think it is hard at this point of the time of the year to get up for non-playoff teams when you know you're 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 gonna make the playoffs and all these teams are or seem so even in in different ways. Um but you know you see Boston taking care of business uh with the Rangers. Uh you'd like to see them going in on a little better note. But again I think they hit that high point with the, the two games against Washington last week. I mean, obviously no Ovechkin, and I don't think Carlson was in those games. Uh, but, you know, it's a bit of a concern, but I think that, you know, they'll tighten up uh, for the playoffs. I do think it's hard to play these type of teams late in the year when you don't have anything going for it, don't need anything. Boston has been fighting to get in. They've been blasting some of these teams lately. But they, you know, they had to fight off the Rangers just to make the playoffs. Uh, I, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, Tom, when I look at this, um, a lot of people say that Boston is the one team the Penguins don't want to face because they lost their season-long series with them. Uh, so that that seems to be something that everyone's kind of kind of feel, feeling about. But part of me wonders if the Penguins – are you know if if how, how much does this matter really right now considering like we all know the penguins are trying to get their groove back with malcolm being in the lineup and there's a lot of other factors in play um i just part of me doesn't want to read too much into some of their struggling results as of late but I, again i also get the anxiety of man you, you can't give up that many goals to these teams that you know aren't going to make the playoffs no that's true but i i think that if, if i were a penguin fan i would be encouraged by all the secondary scoring they're getting right now. Mm. And that's what you need in the playoffs. You can't just rely. We've seen it happen the last couple of years as, you know, where Crosby and Malkin have not really had good playoffs and there's nobody else. There's nobody else to stay, stay, uh, pop up for him. Now you got a guy like Jeff Carter who's come in, has played pretty well. Uh, you know, Jared McCann has played really well. Uh, Mike Matheson, once he gets back in the lineup, he's, is on the back end has helped them. Uh, you know, you, you look up and down that lineup and there is some scoring there. Even Freddie hockey has been playing well for them. Uh, so I think it's not going to be a case this year where you go into the playoffs. And if, if obviously if you're going to make any kind of run Crosby and Malkin, especially Crosby has to be at the center of it with that top line uh, uh, with rust and um, yeah, but but you have to have secondary scoring, and I think they have it. And and Kasperi Kapanen, I think they'll be okay. Certainly, uh, Tom wanted to get back into your Najee Harris story. Paul Arbor says, "Tom, great story on Najee Harris. I loved reading your stories." Alex, oh, I guess this is an Alex question. Sorry, it started off looking like Tom. Um, Alex, what's up with this chatter that the Pirates are thinking of drafting a high school shortstop just because Lighter and Rocker have a, had a, have had a few off starts doesn't mean you give up on them. And besides, don't the Bucks have an ample or have ample shortstop depth? 
Well, to address the last one, yes, they do. I mean, they still are calling O'Neal Cruz a shortstop for some reason. But Piguero is the guy who, in general, I think is going to be the shortstop of the future. And actually, to go back to answer the first question, Piguero is someone that I think is going to be rising and could be in the majors as soon as 2022 midseason. Um, but you can't base solely off of depth what you got in baseball. It's different than other sports. You can move a player to a different position. You can trade them. There are other ways that you can go about it. Um, as for why they're liking Lawler right now or why people are connecting the parts to Lawler right now is because Leiter has given up, I think, seven or eight home runs over the last three starts. But there was always going to be this certain level of unknown, and Tom would know this too, that Rocker was – the perceived number one coming into the season because he was a, more of a known entity. They'd seen him for a couple years. They know what he is. Leiter had this amazing potential, but he hadn't pitched a full year in college. So now some scouts are seeing him give up a couple home runs. They're like, oh, is he breaking down? He's never had a workload like this. Rather than just, you know, guy just had a couple bad games. You're allowed a couple bad games right there. Yeah. I, I, I think it's more the latter. But to answer your question, that's why right now people are gravitating more towards Lawler. It's not like, oh, man, this kid's just absolutely – his stock is skyrocketing right now. It's more the perceived value for Leiter and Rockers going down. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, we're going to move down here. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, Polsky 5 Cent says, now hearing about Najee's work ethic plus knowing about Sidney Crosby's work ethic, is there any other players that have that have great has a great work ethic? I mean, I think there's a lot of them. There's a lot of amazing players out there that just they they grind away at their at, the, at their job. Uh, you know, Najee Harris, you know, he seems like a demon, but you know, there's a lot of guys who throughout Baby. the offseason. Yeah, Antonio hey. Brown. One of right. the craziest workout warriors when it comes to that man. That, that he wasn't tall, he wasn't fast. He just outworked people. Um, I, I, Tom, I mean, you you've been covering sports for a long time. It, I think people underestimate just how much work a lot of these guys put into their careers. They are, you know, you watch. I tell the people this about hockey players all the time. <clears throat> when you are standing outside a locker room or a media area, back when we could get in. These guys walk in the door and they look like runway models. I'm, I'm telling you that everyone has these shoulder, perfect shoulders. Everyone's in great shape. Nobody's drinking Coca-Cola except they're sports writers. They're all drinking water. I mean, <laughs> they train it, the, the way that these guys train today is, is, is amazing. I mean, they, they are, there's no, there's very little body fat on a lot of these guys. Uh, everyone has personal trainers uh in there when they're in high school some of these kids uh they're in just incredible shape and you have to be you you just it used to be and chris you know this that, that there were days where the the reason you had training camp was these guys came into training camp to get in shape now if you show up not in shape you're you're behind unless you're a star player you're not going to make the team uh they you it is a it is almost an around the year job for athletes to keep their bodies in shape. Uh, it's incredible what these guys go through. And, and of course, playing in pain and stuff like that just is, is, it is amazing if you saw kind of how the sausage is made, so to speak, with these elite athletes. Yeah, it, it, it really is. I think that people underestimate um, just, uh, just how, just how much these guys have to do just to be able to compete. Like, you know, people, like one thing I like, I sell, tell people about the NBA when they're like, Oh, I see, you know, I see this guy, I could hit a three pointer in the NBA. I'm like, you don't understand like how 
the the worst NBA players would d- destroy you. It, like like they would they would be making half court shots in your regular pickup games. That's that's how ridiculously talented these guys are. And the same thing acro- applies to all four of the major sports here. Um, that that you know. So all that being said, but still, I understand people. You know, if you if you're not around it, I understand why people might not realize that. Again, you know, Tom, when we're walking in those rooms, we're like, gosh, these people are either large or extremely cut or both. It's ridiculous. Um. Uh, let, let's keep moving here because we got a bunch of questions. Corey Hecker says, was the Alejandro Villanueva story a friendly jab or shot at his teammates? I thought it was a jab until listening to DK's take. Tom, I, I wrote the story about this because initially when I read it, when I read the comments, I was like, oh, wow, he's go- he's just spitting hot fire about the Steelers. But then when I watched it and then like, I saw like, like when he, he took a jab at or he took a quote unquote jab at Juju with his with about TikToks, but then people were like pulling up all these TikToks that Villanueva was willingly part of and dancing in. I was like, oh, maybe this was a joke, but maybe it's like a maybe just not a funny, maybe not a well executed inside joke. But I don't know. I, I've gone back and forth about what what was real between that. What did you think when you saw that coming out? Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't know. I, I don't. I, again. One of the things with me is I'm, I mean, I've been covering this Pittsburgh sports now for a year, but I haven't met any of these guys because I'm not in the locker room. I have no relationship with, with him. I know the one thing I did see was the tweet from um, our friend of the friend of the friend of DK sports, Ramon Foster, who writes and, and he said that it was a lot a ton of, I'm paraphrasing here, but it, it was more in joking fashion. I know they're friends. Uh, I don't know. I, I so I don't want to speculate because I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that Ramon kind of stood stood up for him and said that that was a uh, it was more of a and we all know how much Ramon loves Pittsburgh. So if he's <laughs> saying that because you're either picking one or the other there, right? You're either right. like it's it's either against Pittsburgh or this is just a guy joking. He would know more than I would. Certainly, um, you know, and something I put else I put in the story is that like Zach Banner was 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 like this is obviously a joke. You guys need to he, you guys need to let stop letting this dude live uh, rent free in your heads. So there's that in, inside. We're gonna move down. We got another hockey question here. Matt Collins is the original quote unquote dad for the Pens. Is Jeff Carter dad 2.0? Asks uh, Hill Billy Jim Scraps. Yeah, he's got some nice looking kids, doesn't he? It's, uh, the, the Carter kids <laughs> were at the game. You're 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 one of the Carter kids. It's, it's all the Carter. I, I what I don't understand, Chris, is you have to get the you have to get a jersey. You have yeah, to get I a mean, Carter jersey. Yeah, I think I'm thinking I might have to. Um, I, I'm I'm down to because I was thinking like I could get my own jersey with my own number and everything and get there. But you know, but I could I, maybe I should get a Jeff Carter jersey and just walk around look, with that. You look good <laughs> on those double sevens on the back. <laughs> That's I totally know. my number. That's a lineman number right there. So I, I, I can I can rock with that both ways. Carter has been a terrific. I mean, he's been a terrific acquisition. I mean, really mm-hmm. has. Uh, there were some people at the beginning, and you know, I've I've followed Jeff Carter's career. He was here for a hot second in Columbus. I've always liked his game, and he's still in good shape. He's his skating is back to where it was before the injury a couple years. Not back to where it was. I mean, the man's thirty six years old, but. Uh, he's playing well. And what I love about Carter is he uses his size. Well, he's not going to hammer anybody, but he's one of those guys that can get inside. You've seen him score goals, like right at the net where he's taken on battling some guy puck goes in off him. Those are the kind of greasy goals you need in the playoffs. And plus I love his shoot first mentality. That's the thing he's always had his entire career. 
And there's times where you would wish it would rub off on some of the other guys who just want to kind of walk the puck into the net with three beautiful passes. Uh, I just want to point out that the day they signed him, I told y'all he was going to be good. Why? Because I told y'all it's always good to add a Carter to your roster. So, ha-ha, in y'all faces. Um, <laughs> Eric Strative says, uh, anything on the guy that the Steelers just signed, Chris? Yes, actually, I wrote a story. It's up on DKPittsburghSports.com right now for free, so you can go check that out. Um, the Steelers signed a safety-slash-cornerback that, that was playing for the Jets last year, and Arthur Mollett. Um, Arthur Mollett was a uh, – he was an undrafted guy to 2017 – uh, he came from Memphis, didn't run a great 40 time or anything. So he kind of worked his way on special teams. Then after bouncing around between a few different teams, he landed on the Jets in 2019. And then uh, over the last two years, he started 11 games, played about 23 ish, um, you know, in their secondary. And, and really what stick, sticks out to me when I looked at his tape was he was lining up all over the field. He was a deep safety. He was a close safety. He, play, he covered the slot. You know, he, he was running with guys in man. He was playing zone. That's the kind of guy the Steelers need right now to step up and give them some depth uh, because they're going to need depth snaps at some point in the middle of the field. And really, when you think about it, their depth safety position is 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 barren right now. So, Chris, Chris, uh, in this in this league, you can never have too many defensive backs. I you agree. can't you just you can't you can't have enough defensive backs in this league the way the game's played now. I agree. It's just it's a huge point of emphasis here. Um, uh, so uh, so definitely. Some, uh, some, you know, that the, the Steelers getting some key depth there, and and again with the way that he was being used by the Jets. I mean, this guy also broke up seven passes and had two interceptions. So like he does have some experience, and and, and when I see a guy that's flowing, that that a team gives free reign to go from slot to deep coverage to move to here to there, that shows me he communicates, and that there's a chance that he could be a good player that you could, you know, use as a glue piece around there. So. Uh, interesting ad there. Again, go check out my piece that I wrote up on him for DKPittsburghSports.com. It's sitting right there under Tom's amazing piece. Um, another thing here, uh, Hillbilly Jim Scraps, more of a statement here. I don't care who the Pens play. It's 16 wins to Lord Stanley regardless. Bring on the Bruins, the craps of the Isles. Yeah, that's, that's the old Pens. Uh, uh, that's, that's that's the Pens fighting spirit right there. Don't uh, You ain't scared of nobody. Um, I feel you. Um Beckett asks, have you heard of Ryan Clifford from Raleigh, North Carolina, class of 2022? He goes to my school. I've never, I don't, I'm not entirely sure who that is. So I'm not sure if that's a hockey or. I don't think he's. Or a baseball. Um, I'm I'm guessing that's a football guy. I haven't, I haven't heard much of him. Uh, Apologies if, uh, if I, you know, if, if that, if that's a big deal. Um, I've been so locked in on other things, uh, well, the draft and everything else. So let's keep it going here. Balski five cents asks, how is it decided who goes on which out of town games? Oh, that's an interesting question. I think it's, uh, I mean, right now that, that'd be, that'd be the baseball guys. It's Alex, you guys are just kind of rotating, balancing things out. You know, DK did San Diego, um, uh, uh, Gerard's in Chicago right now. It's kind of just figuring things out. Um, uh, cause he said, we all know who gets to go to Winnipeg. Yeah. Paul, the answer is day on picks. <laughs> He's not lying. Um, ba, 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 ba. I guess. Okay. Uh, we got, we, uh, we got a, we got a hockey thing here, Tom. We all know, uh, that people in Columbus that jump on and off the blue jackets bandwagon, but they are more into the crew, the Clippers and even Bishop Hartley sports teams more than the oh NHL team. Oh my God. That's, this is shots fired here. I was, I, 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 I mean, what does I, this mean? I'm, conf- I'm confused. Bishop Hartley is a Catholic school here. Uh, okay. High school. 
Uh, I well, no, there's no way it's the Clippers. I I would say this. I mean, the crew won the MLS title last year. Uh, brand new stadium, beautiful stadium. Uh, there's going to be a lot of interest in the crew, and the the Blue Jackets are, I think, are going to be back in a rebuilding mode here at the end of the season, uh, which is can't end soon enough for them. Uh, going to be very interesting who uh, who's the coach next year because it's not going to be John Tortorella. Uh, so yeah, I, they're they're it's it's a shame because a couple of years ago they were really really close to becoming a very good team. They couldn't keep Panarin. Panarin left for the Rangers, and they've then lost a couple of their homegrown players and tough, t- tough times. <laughs> Tom Proctor says, go Hartley Hawks. Also DK's watching. Cause he said, that's me. I'm the travel tyrant. There he is. There he is. Unbelievable. He's, recovered. He's recovered from his trip. There we go. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Wanted to get a baseball question in here that I saw. It was interesting. Okay, here we go. Gritter 62 says, Alex, is there a prospect that you think will be a great sleeper pick the Bucks could draft in the second round. Oh man, this I'm gonna be exposed for some of this because I I'll be honest, I'm so bent on the, the topic right now. I haven't gone too far. Come on, here. Alex. Baseball is weird. Ten, okay. I want you a got, 10 round mock draft. A 10 round. <laughs> Don't say that too loud. Dan's listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Baseball is weird as we hear a helicopter maybe going over across me. That's what I get for going outdoors here. Where you get high school kids, you get college kids, Division three kids. Like, I, I just wrote about uh, Nick Garcia, a D3 kid who I really like. And I think has made good steps in that past year. That a lot of teams just were like, no, we're not going to go on a D3 pick. And you don't really know when these kids are going to be drafted. Because it's not, you know, this guy's the 30th best prospect. He'll go 30th overall. Well, no, you can sign someone who's a little better. And, you know, give more of your bonus pool money to them. You can sign someone who's a little, you know, a bit of a stretch. Give them less. You can have more money to spread around. It is a madhouse. I can't get into the second round yet. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe as we get closer to July, you know, I'll have like, hey, here's some guys who might go off the board in the second, third <laughs> round. DK said it's over for you. Ten-round mock draft today. Sorry, hey, Alex. man. Hey, hey. I was doing seven-round mock drafts for like a month. So you could do a ten-round mock draft. I could pull names out of a hat. It'll be bad. It'll be really bad. <laughs> I'm not going to turn down page views. There you go. Um, all right, let's see. We had another question. Oh, this is a fun one. Paul Patrick Rawa says, uh, where's your bottle of Jack Daniels with that cigar, Tom? Oh, I think – can you hear me? I, I think I'm having a little internet issue here. Uh, I can I can hear you. Uh, it looks like it's a little delayed. But this man's uh, asking, where's your well, Jack Daniels? If you can hear me – if you can hear me uh, on my play school internet here, um, I'm going to be in Irwin. Oh. I'm going to be in Irwin. I'm going to be drinking New Crescent beer. Uh, New Cres- terrific okay. beer. New Crescent beer. They've got this, uh, their own little uh, little uh, uh, brewery there. Excellent. Give a shout out to Irwin. That's where all my uh, in-laws are from. Uh, I, and I can't drink. I'm not a real man. I can't drink whiskey. I can't drink anything brown. I can drink vodka. I can drink because I'm Polish. I can drink vodka. I can't drink any brown liquor at all. It always ends poorly for me. Can you drink silver tequila? I can drink some tequila, but I don't. I, I'm a. I'm just at at my age. I'm a beer man. All right. Looks like we. Looks I, like you and I'm I gotta a, go drinking, man. 
Uh, we, I got, we got to see what you really got, Tom. Um, I've drank. We'll start from the left. We'll start. <laughs> we'll go to Mike's. We'll go to Mike's beer bar and start from the left. Whoop whoop. That's what. I, that's what I like. That's what I like to see. Uh, Mike Hamilton actually said, "Do you not do, host the show from the bar anymore?" No, we don't. We're doing this from. Uh, we want to get as many people in. We do this every day now. We used to do just this show on Fridays, but now we want to make sure it's a midday show that you guys can listen to. And we're getting all these people from different beats. Sometimes we got people on the road. Sometimes we get we like we we'll get Gerard while he's traveling. We'll get Alex while he's traveling. Um, you know, you know, we'll get Tom. He's he's in Columbus. So we get we're trying to keep it diverse. That's why we're not trying to focus it on one central location but that's I, mean, I think everyone's pretty much enjoying this so um uh so that, that that's what's going on there um but 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 richard deal says which team in the division will the pens will give the pens the most problems in the playoffs and which team in the division doesn't want to face the pens in the playoffs i i assume tom that your answer probably the same as the same as mine they don't the pens don't want to face or shouldn't want to face the bruins and they should absolutely want to face the islanders no i'm i'm fine with I am fine. It looks like at this, this point, it, it could. It's probably going to be the Islanders or the or the Bruins. Um, I, I the Bruins to me again. They they're a one line team. Uh, the the concern there is the goalie. The goalie is so good he can steal you a series. Uh, but I'm not buying the fact that they they're a one line team. And the island the, the thing that scares me about the Islanders is. Once they get a lead on you, and Barry Trotz has beaten the Penguins twice in the last three or four years, he knows he knows how to just suck the life out of games. Uh, the Capitals, who I don't think they'll face in the first round, I don't like their goaltending. I, I just don't think their goaltending is all that great. Uh, I think the Capitals could be beaten. Uh, I, there's not an easy team in there. There's not one that you jump on, but I, I still don't mind Boston just because – I don't know who's scoring. It's a great first line, but if you can if you can match their first line, uh, there's not a, a ton of people other than maybe Taylor Hall and David Krejci that are going to beat you. You sure it's not Taylor Haas that's going to beat them? Maybe Taylor Haas also. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, but, yeah, I know everyone seems to be afraid of the Bruins. I, I Again, they've won like 13 games in the last 14 games, and they've they played Buffalo – like seven times they played New Jersey. Uh, their only two hard games were against the Penguins. So, you know, they're on a roll. No, no question. And they're a good team and they've got a, the best goalie in the division. Uh, that's, that's the fear. And much like last year with Montreal, Carey Price finally played like Carey Price in the playoffs, which he hadn't done in years past. And sometimes a hot goalie can really, uh, uh, can really be the difference in a series. So, there's no easy team, but I would not fear the Bruins. Well, as we know, there's no uh, Carey Price may have done a good job, but he's no Von Miller. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got to, I got to keep the, got to keep it alive. Got to keep it alive. Um, DL Ford says, guys, the analysis and stories on Najee Harris and the offensive line make me think we may potentially witness something special in the running game this season. What do you guys think the run pass split will be in the upcoming season? Will this new running back make the receivers and offense even more dangerous? I, I've been saying for a while, if they can just get a balanced running game, it doesn't have to be the best running game in the league. It doesn't have to even be top 10. If they rank to the middle of the league at 16, this team will have a balanced offense. They will be tough to stop. Uh, and honestly, people keep keep, keep thinking, like, oh, the Steelers don't have any offensive linemen. Kevin Dotson 
uh, played several several hundred snaps last season, and in doing so, never once gave up a pressure or a bad a bad pass. That guy is doing what he's supposed to be doing. I think they get David DeCastro can bounce back as long as he's healthy. Um, we'll see what the tackles do. Uh, but you know, this is a group that they're yeah they have that has a new coach. They got two new guys they've drafted along with a running back, and a better running back does improve an offensive line. I don't care what anybody says. I've seen it uh, several times over in the NFL. Um, so. You know, I, I think they can be dangerous. I'm I'm still not counting this team out uh, as, as far as that. we still got to see what they do in, in the rest of free agency and who they sign. Um, but, Tom, I, I, I look at this and I see like, yeah, this running game could be a major factor with Najee Harrison on board. Yeah, I'm also going to be interested to see once Matt Canada speaks to the media, what they're going to yeah. do with their blocking schemes. If they if they if 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 they decide that they're going to go more to a wide zone blocking scheme where you, you need – and, again, you can't do that unless you have the right personnel, athletic, can run a little bit. And when they, when they drafted the center, uh, who sounds like a, you know, kind of a rough kid, a, a tough kid, but is athletic, uh, sounds like a guy that could, that could work in that system. Uh, I just saw, you, you know, what the Browns have done the last, last year when they switched to it. I've always liked the wide zone because a lot of teams don't run it. It just so happens two teams in the division do run it in Cleveland and in Baltimore. Um, I like it, but it, again, it has to fit the personnel. I agree with you. I mean, their running game was has been so bad the last couple of years. It, it, if you get it to the middle of the pack, uh, again, we'll see what happens with the rest of the team. I've just all along said the important part about this is it helps you a little bit this year, but if Najee Harris is a good running back, he's going to help whoever is coming on board as the quarterback uh, in the next year or two. Uh, so that's why I thought it was important to go out and try to get yourself a good running back and improve your offensive line. Absolutely. And do check out my talking points I published uh, for this morning uh, about, uh, about about the quarterback position because that was, uh, you know, I, I posed that like, hey, they, 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 if they're getting these comp picks, here, here's some guys that they could be looking at next year. So do check that out. Last thing here, Rob Clue says, what's going on with Efton Reed to pit? <laughs> we don't know, Rob. Okay, so for those who don't know that the full story here, Efton Reed is a five-star superstar potential center uh, that, that is waiting to announce his um, – uh, waiting to announce his his commitment to a pro a basketball program here in the country. Originally, it was supposed to come out April fifteenth. Pitt was favored for quite for several months, and then all of a sudden, before that announcement, Florida State jumped in and, and reportedly was the favorite to sign him. But then they postponed it a month, and now today is supposed to be the day that 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 Efton Reed announced which program he's picking. They said it would it would happen at noon. I have been sitting at my computer hitting update. <laughs> For the past three hours and 41, 42, 43 minutes. So we are waiting to see what happens here. Uh, when it does, we'll have it for you on DKPittsburghSports.com, keeping you updated on it. But uh, but it, it'll be interesting to see where this guy goes. If Capo lands him, it changes everything. Because then everyone's going to say, well, you know what? He lost those guys in the portal. Uh, yeah, Rob. Yeah, a, a lot of people got 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 trolled uh, because there were plenty of fake accounts posting today as Efton Reed and like even like John Rothstein of ESPN, like, like he bought into it. Bleacher Report bought into it. Not I though. I've been I've been having my eye on this for months. I was gonna fall for something that easily. That's so, why uh, you're su- Sir CC. Yeah, that's exactly. I am Sir CC. That's all the time we got today. Thanks so much for everyone listening. We hope that everyone enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the show today. Remember, subscribe to DK Sports Radio where you can listen to this in full in podcast format and give us five stars uh, with a positive comment. Doing both at the same time really help us out. Thanks for the afternoon. Ask anything 
questions. We'll be back in your, in your ears and on your screens on Monday.